This episode of the Disc Golf Podcast is brought to you by otbdiscs.com. Only the best discs has a huge selection with high quality pictures of each disc, actual disc weights, flatness, and stiffness listed. Did I mention fast shipping? Get it free on your next order at otbdiscs.com using promo code DGPODCAST. What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 275 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin, and alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. Did you know gorillas have hella small cranks? Tiny cranks. Tiny, tiny cranks. Uh, if you want to learn more about that, and by more about that, not very much, uh, you should join our Patreon. <laughs> Check out our free show. <laughs> Oh, maybe that's you not also, a good um, sales pitch. And we apologize. We uh, did not get a main show out uh, last week, but we did do a pre-show. So if you want to check that out, patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast, you will find uh, a huge backlog of uh, very interesting episodes on a number of different topics, ranging from uh, animal penis sizes to, um, you know, probably, I, I don't know, Anime porn. Welcome to this podcast. If this is your first time listening, <laughs> the Disc Golf Podcast, Anime Porn. If you were thinking that this would be the podcast to listen about disc golf with your kid, you were wrong. Yeah, unless like your kid's like twelve. Well, you know, still probably at least bad. at least at 18. least seventeen, eighteen, 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 18, 18 yeah. plus twenty one. Because there's beer involved. Well, yeah, but a lot of people don't even drink that listen to the show. So 18 is fine. Okay. There's a, adult content. And we have international listeners where it is legal to drink alcohol when you're 18. So True. We, and, you know, I think uh, both you and I would uh, say that if you can vote, you can drink. So uh, figure it out, U.S. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I've. I'm, oh, that's where I was going. There's like over 200 pre-shows at this point, right? Probably. I feel like we like weren't that deep in when we started doing pre-show. Feels like around like 50 or 60. Something like that, yeah. I could be super wrong. It could be like 100 plus and I don't remember. Yeah. Don't we've been doing it for this. The, we've been doing this for a minute. There's a big old backlog. So if you're looking for some content. You know, we didn't even bring up know. last month at all. We're now in March when February was six years. Yeah. Correct. Yes. So we're over six years doing this. So we don't know anymore. Yeah. We have no idea. We're, we we, we don't even really know what disc golf is spry, anymore. Spry young guys who could party all night. Our and little, our little work. Fl- and now we're just old. Yeah, talking about folks. our little fledgling sport that was just, you know, people out there filming stuff on, on camcorders. And, and now we have full blown controversies every single week about production quality and like, Dude's getting hit. Did you see Gru? No. So did, you saw in the final round uh, the the uh, DGN uh, camera person spotter that got tagged by the AB drive that ended up putting AB uh, in uh, in the hazard. No. Oh. 
I told you, I don't know how I missed that. I'm so glad you're paying attention to disc golf this week. <laughs> I mean, it could almost be like <laughs> I have ADHD and maybe was watching it and also doing something else at the same time. So anyway, uh, AB a- uh, had a throw that uh, ended up tagging a, uh, a DGN, uh, possibly volunteer for all we know. Uh, and it, uh, it ended up uh, rolling into the hazard. It probably wouldn't have had it not hit there was a camera person right with him too and he looked like he was using a rangefinder so he was probably supplying the distances yeah um makes sense so uh at, at that point and like he would like did his best to get out of the way but he couldn't he was probably like doing distance and, and like didn't well he probably disc. like yeah you know, was looking through the rangefinder, got a crazy. He was doing his job where probably he got a crazy and, glare off those fucking goggles, and it blinded him momentarily, yeah, and he got yes. hit by a disc. The AB's goggles surely played a massive role in this, in the uh, you know blinding of the DGN employee slash possible volunteer that uh, became a pariah after uh, Drew Gibson decided to uh, see Shit if he, on could, him? he could make some money off of it. By putting out a sweatshirt that says four exclamation point F O R E, you know, yeah, 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 four, and uh, uh, with a picture like a screenshot of the incident at that point, and uh, so good times grew, gonna grew, grew, gonna grew. You know what? I thought he was coming out of it though, like last year was yeah. like a positive, positive groomentum. Like, I thought, yeah. I thought we were going the right way, and it's like. And that poor dude, like he, like, when you're fucking, when you have the talent that Drew Gibson has, which is once again, we say all the time, we shit on the dude a ton, uh, maybe not a ton, but a decent amount. Uh, he's fucking so talented. Yeah. Insanely talented. Yeah. You drew and I'll use your real name. Well, you're. I'm I'm assuming he's probably an Andrew, but Drew. Anyway, you could make money in such cooler ways, buddy. <laughs> like uh, you could do such cooler things and and make money. Yeah, like like throw a, money. A, at a sweatshirt that says four on it is, is not an original idea by any stretch of the imagination. We're borrowing it from golf, like ball golf. First of all, so like. Yeah, not even yeah. not even a true disc golf term. It's just like some uh, one of the many things that we have just borrowed from ball golf. Uh, <laughs> Drew, I got one for you. Uh, so, like uh, an actual like mechanical crank. Get a picture that's like an inch and a half long. Wait, bite. <laughs> put it on a sweatshirt and just have big bold gorilla crank. <laughs> yeah. Done. You'll make more money. It's more fun. It's more silly. I don't think you'd make any money off of that. Like at it's all. good. Just like, just just wait. Just wait. Hold on. It'll be good. Groove, you're listening. Right don't, now, don't. Robin, don't listen. Don't don't listen. <laughs> don't think Groove. Robin's trying to save that money for himself. I'm not. I'm really not. DGP Gorilla Crank shirts coming <laughs> no. out soon. No. I don't want that. Uh, I've already submitted the order. No, no, please don't. Let's not do that. Let's not. But it's like that. a long shirt, like it's yeah. a it's a tall but shirt, like, and the crank goes over your crotch. Like I get if you're making a joke or whatever, and like this is the kind of thing that you would see anywhere else, like a, a general Reddit post. You know, like I I could imagine seeing that 
on Facebook or Reddit or any one of these places being like, oh man, this DGN employee cost the, you know, AB a chance to win. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're a fucking like high level touring pro with a big audience. Like you got it. Like, um, also AB didn't lose by a stroke. Yeah. Correct. A good, good amount more than a stroke. Yeah. So, but (laughs) just like, man, like I, I would, I, I have seen memes about it and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, it's like that guy might be, I, I, I didn't look into who exactly it is and I don't care. Um, but like that person might be a volunteer and even if they are paid, they were clearly being told Trying to be to where they yeah, are. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> like do their thing. So like, all right, if you want to get mad at somebody, get mad at DGN. Let's not, but whatever. I don't, you know. Gru was trying to make a joke and uh, make a little money on some sweatshirts that are printed by like Teespring or one of those companies like that where he doesn't actually carry any inventory. No, totally. It's and, just automatically spray painted on and, the shirt and send you know, it to people. He thought it was funny. We've all, we've all, uh, you know, we've all done that. We've been there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, we got a great show for you guys tonight. We are going to talk a little bit about Gannon Burr because we talked about it last week on our pre-show, um, but uh, we didn't get to address it uh, in in a you know show that goes out to everybody. So we'll do a brief thing because I have some more thoughts um, that I think I can uh, get through a little bit clearer than I did on that Robin, pre-show. Robin called his bomb. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll uh, hit the Las Vegas challenge. Uh, we already did Grew Gonna Grew. Uh, so I, I have to cross that off the, yeah. the list here. And then we'll do our world famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight we have the Mint Disc Diamondback, which Woo. is a nine speed, five glide, minus two turn. And I say, and well, I we'll get there. We'll put get emphasis there. on that because I have uh, qualms with that. And a two fade, uh, the Hop Innovation Station by Humble Sea is the beer. It's a collaboration with uh, Yakima Chief Brewery, and it's a seven point two percent double dry hopped West Coast IPA. Check all those boxes. Noise. So let's get after it. Yes, Cannon Burr. So. Um, Having uh, digested it for another week and the whole, you know, Gannon Burr, I'm leaving Prodigy. Prodigy suing Gannon Burr for violating his contract. Um, clearly, some some uh, bad advice was given to uh, Gannon Burr or perhaps he just looked at previous situations and said, oh, they're not going to sue me. Right. And so maybe I can get away with this. And he tried. Um, and then suddenly he's got, you know, Prodigy back on his logos and all that sort of stuff on his gear, and he's representing Prodigy. Uh, I'm just here so I don't get fined, as we stated last week. Right, 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 yeah. I think, in my opinion, the bigger takeaway that we didn't mention previously is that as Disc Golf grows, the companies are now realizing they need ironclad contracts, and they're, oh, 100%. they're doing it. Now, the players need representation that understands both the landscape of the sport and the contract legality at the same time. So, players either need a players organization or they need agents. 
And if they don't have them, and it can't be your mom, it can't be your uncle, it can't be someone else, it needs to be someone that has implicit knowledge of the contracts that are happening and at least some amount of knowledge of disc golf itself and the landscape of the sport. Right. Well, so and- you have to be, because an agent does two things. They try to get you the most money and they also try to manage your public image. So you can't look like a dumb, dumb and you need to get the most money and any agent or anyone that could have talked to Gannon Burr in this situation could have been like, Hey, what's your end game here? You've got a good chance of looking like an idiot and not getting more money from prodigy. If that was your goal, you could get more money next year, but I would highly suggest you just play good this year with prodigy and get it next year after your contract expires. How how many years until we see, uh, an, an am world champ, uh, days before signing with a company, have a leaked video with uh, a bong gas mask. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. To tank their stock. To tank right before signing. <laughs> right yeah. before signing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it goes both ways too. I think now, um, you know, I would not be blown away with if these contracts from manufacturers were done like by the HR team and just thinking of like a, like a human resources, like employment contract. Like they need full on legal teams now too, if they don't already to make sure their side of things are super ironclad too, because I think that has been an issue with it as well. You know, I think that ability for players to just dip too is because they're poorly written contracts. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's, it's going to have to go both ways. And, um, and and to be clear, we are not taking prodigy side on this. Like there's a long, rich history of prodigy underpaying players and, having flashing issues, a lot of things that Gannon Burr was talking about in his, you know, reasoning for, for leaving are true. Like they haven't maximized him. Well, and I think that's the difference too, that we never really talked about. And I didn't even think about it till, till right now. Um, all these other departures and stuff for the most part, uh, none of it was just straight up shit talk. Yeah. Like I'm out for this. It was just yeah. like, I'm out. I don't want to be that. I want a new, Brand. Like if you if you look at the NFL too, like this should have happened in October. Like Gannon Burr should have started like leaking out to media outlets that you know he's, he's a, unhappy. He's unhappy and he doesn't want to continue next year unless Prodigy does this. And that should have continued for like four months, all the way to the beginning of the season. It shouldn't have been I'm leaving Prodigy because uh, my mom says I can. Um, like <laughs> well you totally he's so young like I, I said at the beginning he could have totally done and i i i guess i was using Le'Veon bell but that's not really a thing like he could have done Le'Veon bell is the ultimate faux pas in terms it, of, it is but that's because he was like further into his career it's more so like so many folks um like a a a I randomly watched a YouTube video on him and this is going to go over the heads of lots of people. But if you know, you know, like a Tim Linskim, lots of people who get drafted into MLB out of high school mm-hmm. and go, no, yeah, I'm going to go to college. Yep. Or the same thing. Um, John Elway was like, if you draft me, I'm just going to go play baseball. Yeah. I mean, 
Eli Manning was drafted by the San Diego Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. Like those things you don't realize that like you have power. And when you're 17 graduating high school, I believe you graduated high school. You can also pick, I'm going to go to college. Yeah. I've got a year left on this contract. I'm not going to play any tournaments. Like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, yeah, he probably quite literally could have done the that. Fucking the worst fucking thing you can do is say they suck. They're not doing anything where their flashing sucks. They're pieces of yeah. shit. Fuck them and their stupid asses <laughs> like idiot. <laughs> Just like dumb, dumb stuff. Like you, he probably, he very likely could have gotten out of that contract by doing it the right way. Like I had a small portion of time in my life where I worked for target and I oversaw, um, the return stuff, um, guest services. And, you know, it was like, I want to speak to your manager. Like I was the manager and I'll tell you that, you know, uh, you don't catch flies with vinegar, like catch yeah. with honey. If someone was just sweet as can be and, and they fucked up and they, you know, their receipt was too late or whatever, I did all I could to make it work. Like, just be polite and be patient and people are going to work with you. When you're a fucking dickhead, I'm going to actually maybe go out of my way to make sure you don't get your yeah. shit. Like, yeah. So it's about just if he would have just been like, hey, like, I'm not happy. Um, I will. I'd like to step away. I will say positive things in the media. Mm -hmm. I'll do whatever. Um, But I I want out. I'd like to go uh, take my talents to another brand. I think they would have figured out a way to get out. I think my main uh, my main point on all of this is Is the flashing sucks. (laughs) It does. Uh, But. People are like, oh, grow the sport. The sport has grown. Oh, yeah. It has grown a little, is, too, grown, little, little it, too like, fast. Maybe. Like, like uh, we have reached a plateau of growth, in my opinion, in disc golf, where, you know, I, I don't know what people expect. Like, <laughs> are you they, going back to another slow the sport rant? No, no, I'm not <laughs> at all. But, like, I like people are like, oh, like when we get bigger and things get better, this is going to be. And I'm like, you have like gotten dramatically better over the last like three years, like from the point of like Steve Dodge holding a generator to power a camera, like literally using a generator to power a camera at the Memorial on one of the initial disc golf pro tour broadcasts to what you're looking at now. Like it has grown like crazy. And the, uh, the companies are starting to do a better job of protecting themselves contractually because they have the money. Uh, the players uh, need to start doing the same and they need to start uh, hiring representation because they are clearly not good enough to do it uh, on their own. Uh, I think that the, uh, with the exception of a few like top echelon disc golf players that are getting big, big money, you know, there's a massive cliff drop off after like the top after like maybe i'd say what like six mpo players that are yeah. that are making big money and then it, we drop you know pretty big cliff drop off that another grouping of maybe 20 players that are making decent money and then like basically 
after that peasant, people surviving yeah, yeah like people surviving in vans you know down by the river more or less yeah but um if they if they want to get better at this stuff you, you got to start working together as players either players organization or agents that can help you with this stuff but uh i i think that that end of the sport yeah. needs to grow i think i think a we're we're a far ways away from a players association yeah purely because what you just said that disparity there's enough power at the top that are like no we don't need to be equal yeah like i don't nope yeah if, if we're taking all the money and then spreading it evenly mm-hmm. i'm losing a lot of money yeah no no i don't well that's not how a players organization i know it's so not it but 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 I think it's still cutthroat to the point, like in the NFL at this point. Granted, they're team sports. There's millions of dollars. They're all they're about like the go get your money because you go get yours. That's going to open the door for Sets everyone the to go get them. for my contract. Totally. Whereas right now in this individual sport, there there's 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 big disparity from those top five, six, that top ten even and mm-hmm. below, and that won't always be a thing. I mean, we're seeing Gannon Burr right now. 17 years old being a top 10 player like that's uh that's gonna shift you know we're we're gonna see more and more young folks coming up and they're gonna do some work and that will uh shift it but there is huge disparity at this point so you know i i gets it yeah you know again we're I'm trying to take the uh the i'm not trying to shit on on either side, like heavily, but mostly prodigy, but, but kind of shitting on everyone in the, in this situation. I mean, d- d- yeah, hundred percent. Listen, Gannon deserves to get shit on and not in a cool, sexy way. <laughs> uh, he's a dumb, dumb for sure, but Hold on. he's also, he's also two Gannons, one high pipe. enough. <laughs> <laughs> two gans with um he's just good enough that he's just it's not gonna fucking matter <laughs> it's not gonna matter two time violations one gannon <laughs> uh <laughs> lost your train of thought there huh yeah <laughs> You want to talk about the Las Vegas one, Challenge one, show? One game and one putt. <laughs> oh, well, I mean that's not always true. Well, yeah. Uh, do, by the way, I, we can shift right into Las Vegas Challenge. Speaking again, like baskets hated that dude. Yeah, they did. Dude was smashing putts, and like every basket was like, "Fuck you, dude." <laughs> he was like, "Prodigy told us to send you a message." Yeah. Him and him and uh, and and uh, or he is or he is just good enough that he just wanted to like show pride and he's like I'm gonna hit this one like link over here and it's gonna Gosh, spit out. If only these discs had less flashing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the chain cut the flashing. KJ had some pretty rough uh, chain outs too. He but. did. He did. He he was kind of funk. He. Yeah, he had, like, final round, he had some real great things, and then just some silly little things happen. We're officially into the Las Vegas challenge portion. Yeah, yeah, I said that. I said that. I said, like, the shifting about basket hating Gannon to 
to be in the KJ, which I for sure like messaged Rod and was like, oh, I've been like shit talking KJ that he just, you know, is well, isn't his the top own team. his own sponsor shit talked him. Truth. Like Prodigy in their lawsuit <laughs> stated that it had Gannon left. It would cripple them. They, it would cripple them because they would be without a top tier MPO player for the rapidly approaching <laughs> professional disc golf season. Yeah. And it's like Kevin Jones just over there like, what the fuck? I'm catching strays. Right. Like, right. And then he pulled it together and he won. <laughs> oh. No, no. <laughs> so I was like really hoping that KJ would pull it out just so he could be like, like double birds. Like, He's <laughs> just like, yeah, huh? without a top tier pro, huh? Here we go. But he, like, he, was, he must have like saw that and been like, the fuck? Why? Why? Why did you have to? See? You didn't have to say that. You could have well, left that. He, he was really hoping to. Yeah. <laughs> Despite Kevin Jones profits on his MDMA sales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's actually what the flashing is. You have to grind it off. Yeah, you grind it off there into a little baggy, and that's actually that's the the secret to Prodigy Disc. Little known secret. Oh, we told you guys. Uh oh. Yeah, but yeah, that please was please don't that was snort rough. plastic. You grind off of your Prodigy uh, Disc, and then uh, you know Eagle was playing really well. I, I, honestly, though, my major takeaway from this tournament was. Uh, for all of these players like Eagle and Calvin and KJ and it's just like, Hey, do you want to win? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Hey, do you want to win? Uh, uh, I'm thinking about it. Uh, do you want to win? Uh, mm. Eagle didn't want to win. Uh, <laughs> Eagle didn't want to uh, win. Eagle, yeah, like, Eagle, like Eagle when, played really, he, when you have two of your lead card, not end up in the final four, like, like, Right, but Eagle, uh, if you go back, I don't know, two years maybe, but like prior to injury, which this doesn't affect at all, the injury, um, the injury doesn't affect, I mean, prior to injury, he stated like, uh, you know, like Sam was doing like his tier lists for like forehand and driving all that stuff and he did putting and Eagle pretty blatantly was like, I'm the best putter. Eagle did so many layups. Exactly. Like, that's my unbelievably, point. Unbelievably. That's my point. Like, he like, didn't want to win. He didn't want to win because... I don't know that he didn't want to win. I know. I've I just seen Eagle make those putts I, I, so many times to not even yeah. run them. It's just... I don't I, I hate. It. I hate making a characterization about a player like that. Like they didn't want something because I don't have any fucking clue what they want or don't want. But in my opinion inexcusable layups like yeah. just what are you doing like you this is the final round you gotta make and, and you're not in the lead and you're you're not in the lead you gotta make up strokes and we've seen you do this before what are you doing like even my little kid my freaking eight-year-old son is like seeing there being like why didn't he try to make that like i would try to make it like i'd probably go b and be awful but and i'd I'm try like, to make it i'm like i don't know buddy like i, I don't know and it was not just once. Yeah. It was like seven times. No, it was like nonstop. And and some of them, like, I get I get uh, the really long ones with OB and stuff for sure. But there were multiple ones that you can do a calculated run. It yeah. didn't, didn't need to be yeah. that layup. Yeah, and it was windy and stuff like that. But, like, you could make it work. 
And then you see Calvin running almost equidistant stuff, and that's what led to the to, win. To him winning. Like, like It was like, it was such a dichotomy. It, it's like, here's Eagle laying it up, and then Calvin's like, well, I'm like two feet closer than you, and I'm just going to make this putt and uh, buy. Yeah, well, and <laughs> like, look at that. I'm taking the lead. <laughs> yeah, like. Cool beans. Like, all right, I will just uh, win then. Yeah. Uh, if that's so, you want okay? All right, all right go. Uh, cool. Uh, thank, uh, thanks. Yes. Yeah. Like it was basically everyone being like, I don't really want this, and Calvin being like, Okay, I'll just yeah, uh, yeah sure, I'll take it. Well, and yeah, Give well, and like me. you said, like Chase Card wanted it. They just yeah. didn't have enough to make up. Well, and then the final hole got pretty crazy in terms of like. Where discs landed in bounds and whatnot, and totally. So it it skewed the 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 final. You know, like Calvin's disc landed in by like I don't know three feet, something totally. like that. And then and and KJ was opposite where it was just like no 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 oh shit yeah like it was almost yep. great. Yep. And then it yep. wasn't. Yeah, and and uh, KJ just had like his putts just weren't sinking. They just weren't landing. Like I feel like he he did the best he could, but he just wasn't. And he started fire, and then it just fell apart. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to give uh, do you want to do a rundown before we head to uh, to FPO? I can't just say my. Uh, I'll be totally true. Oh, my your, computer your, your shut down for some reason. Your computer's doing so. Its I thing. can do it. Um, but uh, is there any other? Well, I mean, the only other thing we should mention is like no Ricky Wysocki. Um, so, um, that's unfortunate. Hopefully he gets healthy and, and gets back in there soon. So, and then it just ended up that off of the, the chase card that Kyle Klein and Ezra Aderhold, um, you know, managed to find themselves, uh, up in the, in the podium. Well, I guess not podium for Kyle Klein. Yeah. But, but um, they, mo- they moved up a, a decent amount and it just uh, goes to show kind of the. Little, I, I won't call it a shit show, but I mean, Eagle just, I, I you can't explain it. it. It's like weird to watch it. Yeah. And then uh, like, well, yeah, here I'll go through. And it. like the, uh, when you're watching in Jomez, like, you know, Nate and, and Jeremy and whatnot and, and Paul, they're all just kind of like, I don't really understand what's going on here. Like they're trying to be as kind as they can, but it's like. This is the final day. It's time to time to push. Like win or go home, and he didn't choose either. I mean, he chose go home, but like he didn't. Like dang, final day eighteen ate some people up. Yeah, I did not realize it was. Yeah, Paul and Drew both doubled and like, well and Kevin, Eagle went but, from lead card to thirteenth. Yeah, he did not have a good day. Well, he went. I mean, he had that streak of four bogeys in a row. Yeah. Which is wild, wild, but, you know, that'll that'll happen. Uh, you know, compounded by you know laying up shots. Well, and then laying there's, up birdie opportunities. Uh, but and then there's Proctor, who's a stroke behind him, who threw an even round on second day. Yeah, and still pulled together. All right, I'll give a I'll give a quick top. I'm going to give top eight because there's lots of tied for eight, so it's beyond ten. So Heimberg took it down. With a minus 31 and first. Ezra and Kevin Jones both uh, tied for second at minus 29. 
great 11 down uh, by Ezra to move that way. Uh, ooh, had a had a really good uh, eagle on seven. Good job, Ezra. Kyle Klein and Drew Gibson tied at 28 for fourth. Like I said, Drew doubled 18. Uh, he easily could have had uh, – he could have had solo second had he not doubled. Wow. Uh, Paul McBeth, minus 27. He also doubled 18 with some other bogeys in there. He just, you know, like, is this the Paul McBeth now? Like, top 10 forever, but maybe just always around, but maybe he's not going to be chasing number one anymore. Who knows? And then seventh, uh, Zach Arlinghouse at minus 26th. And then a five-way tie for eighth at minus 25 with Matt Bell, Corey Ellis, Matty O., Emerson Keith and AB Anthony Barilla, who also had a rough final round. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, as usual, this course is gonna gonna give you OB. You know, yep. Even even when you play it well, you're gonna Yep. I mean that's like, what we talk the course we play. Like you can like at Skyline or Daylight, you could throw an amazing perfect shot and just hit the wrong route or whatever. And not that there's roots there, but hit hit the ground the wrong way and roll out of bounds yeah, or it, roll into hazard. And in this case, there's sand traps and, you yep. know, uh, cart paths and whatnot that, that uh, give you the same thing. So, yeah. You ready to uh, hit FPO uh, real quick before we uh, yeah. we get on to the, the Duravu? Well, I'll be, I'll be very honest. You watched more than I did. Are there, were there any big, big takeaways you had? Um, I mean, uh, <sighs> Katrina didn't putt great, but she putted well enough. Um, and especially on the final day, um, you know, she, she overcame OB strokes, uh, and, and did the, you know, took some bogeys on them, but also saved some pars. Uh, so I, I think it really, and ended up winning convincingly. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it really was just kind of Katrina displaying her power and her driving prowess and, putting well enough if not great by her standards um to to you know really just kind of take it down it was yeah if i'm looking at this right which i feel like i am did she go into the final round with like a nine stroke lead yes yeah okay wild uh I mean, not nine. She shot. She shot an even round on on the on the final, on the final day. and then on the final and day, still one by four, and still one by four. Um, anyway, you know, just playing pretty conservatively, trying to trying to still also like five. Let's see, looks like six OB strokes. Oh man, so OB will get you. Well, and it's hazard most of the time, but mm-hmm. there's also lots. Of, there's lots of OB and a lot of hazard, which. Yeah, six. O- I kind six OB of throws. like for a course like this that makes it like a little. Still though, eighty-eight uh, percent C one X putting. That's huge. So like you know, that's that is not a regular for FPO in general. No, especially for that's, that's 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 huge. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So, so uh, with that said, uh, Katrina Allen first place minus twenty. Missy Gannon 
Second place, minus 16. Holland Hanley, minus 15. And third, uh, Hannah Blomroos and Ella Hansen tied in fourth at minus 13. Haley King, minus 9. Jessica Weiss in seventh at minus 7. Owen Scoggins just slipping, like you know. I know we love we love. Owen. She's gonna come back, I believe. Uh, minus five and eighth, still top ten. I mean, can't talk that much trash. Jennifer Allen, great to see her on tour. Hopefully, more this year. Minus four, and then Caroline Henderson at minus four and ninth. Cool. You ready to do a deer review? Uh, and there's only three strokes separating Alexis Manduano and Kona Montgomery. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I we, we do need to adjust to that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, where's Kona? Oh, yeah, different last name. All right, let's do a deer review, Joe. You ready? We are we. Yes, I am. It is time for our world-famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course tonight. We have the Mint Discs Diamondback, a nine-speed, five-glide, minus-two-turn, two-fade control driver. And we're pairing that with Hop Innovation Station by Humble Sea Brewing, a collaboration with Yakima Chief. It is a 7.2% double dry hop West Coast IPA. Like I said in the beginning, check the boxes. What else could you name this beer? What other categories could you give it? It's naming them all. No, yeah, it's it's it's, it's checking lots of boxes <laughs> in a very awesome way. Throw an imperial in there, maybe up the percentage to eight point two. Yeah, yeah, I think I think an imperial. I think an imperial th- will do that. Toss for sure. that in there. I don't know, a juicy hazy. Throw throw that terminology in there. Well, it's West Coast, then like you can't really like. So uh, where do you want to start, Joe? Are uh, you want to start disc? Yeah. The disc is uh, the Diamondback. It is an Apex plastic. Um, we love Apex plastic. Right. So uh, Mint dropped their Nocturnal Bullets a couple weeks ago, which I quickly jumped on for Robin because I'm a good friend like that. Um, but also was like, you know, there's like some Mint stuff that we haven't checked out because we did have a world. Um, and I don't blame Mint at all. It's 100% on us. There was a world where Guy from Mint, who's fucking awesome, would just send us new shit because we were recording regularly. And, <laughs> and, and we're like, relevant. We're relevant. Um, and then we fell off and we weren't getting stuff sent to us, which is fine. I didn't ask for it either, which I bet Guy still would have sent me, even though he'd probably be like, but you're not even helping us. Anyway, um, I bought those discs and I was like, I know there have been some more releases uh, so I bought a Phoenix and a Diamondback, um, and as soon as I picked up the Diamondback, I was like, "Oh, that feels that feels like home." Uh, and then Robin, I had him check it out when he uh, slid by to pick up his bullets, and and had the same feeling. Uh, uh, drink at home uh, if you've got your, uh, your 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 bingo card your bingo card out. Uh, it it feels great in the hand. Yeah, it does. It, just, it really does. It does. Um, it feels uh, it feels like a thunderbird. Feels right. Feels like a thunderbird. And uh, Robin put that big emphasis on that minus two early on. I don't. Know, I call bullshit 
on the minus two turn. Did you see like I I I maybe saw a little bit of turn like once in headwind. In headwind. Um but I did not see I certainly didn't see minus two turn. Um and I turned other discs, but I, yeah. I think one of the things that should be noted about that is that we threw this disc in a headwind and uh I I personally threw it in a pretty strong headwind yeah. on yeah. on like a you know both cheeks kind of kind of hole. Um it's it's a known hole, it's a cross a valley and it's a known hole for me to end up way up the hill right. Like yeah. it will take disc like I have lost a disc turned over so far that it it disappeared. Yeah. Like you can you you can do it. And it and I probably even owed it a little bit, a little bit of little bit of torque and it still came back. Yeah, popped up, turned a little bit, but I was like, no, that's cool. So I I honestly if I had to give it a turn number, I would give it like a minus point five. Yeah. And and here's the thing. When I got it and I looked at the numbers, I was like a minus one, maybe. I so much was like Please don't really be that. I really, yeah. I really want this to be the disc I want it to be, not what the numbers say. Um, and I think it's pretty damn close. Yeah, it definitely is Thunderbirdy. I think <clears throat> there's a lot of other discs that we've thrown that are are similar to Thunderbird in numbers, and they can be way more stable than a Thunderbird. Um, but one of the things that we just don't see a lot of, and I know there's a disc coming out. Uh, thank you to uh, Sep C App. Uh, he he linked us to something coming out of Latitude. I think um, of them talking about versus their Pioneer. They uh, they like that overstable like control driver or or like slightly higher speed fairway driver, but they didn't really have anything with like the glide they wanted and the diamondback does does have that glide like it um you know that is the secret sauce of the thunderbird is it's consistent and it's going to it's going to finish left uh, except for somebody's damn uh pros that we bought from people in slack thank you to guys by the way but i love them though they 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 don't necessarily come back but most of the time the majority of the time thunderbirds turn very little and come back and uh if at all turn uh and the diamondback fit really nicely into that same kind of world for me yeah, I mean, I I can't argue with it at all. Uh, it was, it was if anything like dramatically more stable than I was expecting. Same. So and, and that made me happy, and that which I was fine with because because number wise, number wise, this is like a speed faster jackalope, um, which is great. Like I love my jackalopes, but I was like, I don't need that disc. Like we've thrown so the numbers compare. I guess here's the the. The quick one, they compare to like the mantra and the lots and the lift. Is the lots a nine speed? It is. It, it is. Yeah. yeah. So like the numbers wise compared to those discs, and I was like, those were fun. Robin loved those discs. For me, they're like 
a little too flippy, a little too touchy for what I wanted them to be. Like kind of the same world of like an escape. And I was like, I don't have that. The jackalope does that for me or the, the free tail. Um, and I didn't want that from this because I was like, I kind of already have that from you. I do really like my jackalope, but I definitely have pumped it a little too hard or maybe oats a little too hard and it turns and doesn't come back. Um, so this was what I was hoping it would be. Not true to the numbers, but I'm really happy that it's not true to the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was uh, fun to throw. I, I And now I have to buy more of it. And them. nice and flat too. So it's oh, like yeah. your forehand player or whatever, like it it's it's a uh, it's got a good feel for that too. Oh, and it's and it's lovely plastic. It's yeah. nice, nice. Apex is grippy. good times. We always love it. So, so so I'll have to get some more of those probably. So beer, we we have uh the hop innovation station, Humble Sea, collaboration with Yakima Chief, uh seven point two percent double dry hopped India Pale Ale. Um it's, I mean, it's extremely smooth. Oh yeah, just like, like butter, um, citrus, pine, smoothness. Um, I, I, I don't. I mean, it's just it, it's a really nice smooth double dry hop IPA. It is seven point two. It's like a super. Uh, you know, you, you you wouldn't be able to tell at seven point two. No. Not at all. I think I could easily call it a six or a six two. Yeah, and and uh, feel just fine with that. And for it to be seven point two, like, feels a little juicy, a um, little bit, but but not like over the top. But I I don't know. It's it's a uh, where's this one out of? Where's um uh, Santa Cruz? Santa Cruz. I, okay. I'm, I'm and what about Yakima? Let's see, humble, yeah, humble is humble. C is out of Santa Cruz. It doesn't. Oh, okay. So here's the thing that I just we're learning right now. Yakima Chief is not a brewery. I think it is a. I don't even. Is it a hop yard? Is it? But it's hops. It's a hops distributor. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's a hop grower, or a hops distributor. Maybe that's something. Maybe that's a new thing coming out. Like, I know Yakima Chief Hops. Yep. Yeah, it is. When we chatted, so they're a hop grower out of Washington. When we chatted, yep, with the dude Got from uh, Old Possum, like he was talking about how there are like certain regions that have like just crazy ass yeah, hops and you have to get in like lotteries. a lottery to yeah. get it. So maybe Yakima's like just has a beautiful So Yakima is yeah, a hop grower out of Washington. Because right. if so we're Man, I, I I read collab and I just assumed, Me too. And I then as I grew. read it right now, I was like, oh hops. If they're oh, that's probably fun. Just a hop and they do cryo hops, that's yeah. awesome. So where we live in Sonoma, it's wine country. We've brought this up before. Ooh, so this is fun. There's a region between Sonoma and Napa called uh, the Carneros region. And that land just has like the perfect soil to make some of the greatest grapes mm-hmm. for wine there is. So that's great that I'm, I'm in my mind, just <laughs> I'm making this up. But like maybe Yakima, they've got a spot in Washington that's just got the right soil to grow some awesome hop varietals. And also, obviously, cryo is uh, are pretty positive. Cryo is a process that you yes. put your hops through uh, to give some different characteristics and whatnot. So 
This might be so. I wonder if that's something we're gonna see like start hopping up, pop, yeah. pop, hopping so, up Yakima more. Chief is apparently a hundred uh, percent grower owned global hop supplier uh, with a mission connect, to connect brewers with family hop farms, like the over fifty farms. They're saying that oh, they, that's awesome. That they, uh, um, you know, source from, and that's awesome. Well, that's like I remember. So we have a buddy who worked for Sierra Nevada for a while. You can you can finish that, um, and he was telling us that Sierra Nevada, like, if y'all didn't know, um, there are spots all throughout. I'm assuming the U.S., but I know for sure, like California, where wild hops grow. Like, yes, hop, hops Very are a thing so. that just grow places. Would you, would you like a a little uh, plant talk? Oh, sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Plant, so, plant rant, you mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, so hops, uh, humulus lupus. Yeah. Uh, crazy cool plant. Um, it's a vine, for those of you who don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to put up, like, typically you'll see growers put up big, tall strings, like, even as much as, like, 15, 16, 20 feet in the air to to allow the vine to grow. It dies completely to the ground every single year. You cut it all down. And then it regrows and will literally grow 20 feet in several months time. The uh, leaves are sticky. Mm-hmm. The branches are sticky. For sure. And then they, of course, produce the flower, the hop, which is that, you know, form you've seen like like a pine cone almost. Looks like a freaking pine cone. Yep. Yep. But it's like if you made it like like out of paper, like like it's just... Mm-hmm. This wild form. It's a beautiful plant. Beautiful, beautiful plant. And it's just it's just so odd. It's like people discovered that you could make beer out of this. Like how did they figure yeah. that out? Well, and it's it's similar too in like consistency and that stickiness, like uh especially like a Lagunitas where they'll like cut it up like they're gonna roll a joint and to get all the aromatics out of it. And yeah. it has like a similar consistency when you Cut it all up. Hashtag confessional. I have uh, ground up and smoke tops. It tasted terrible. I'm sure. Yeah. Did you dry it out? I did. I oh. did. Well, I grew them. I got and it. We, my dad and I didn't know what to do with them. And then, you know, of course, you're you like, know, well, of course, being stuff. like, you know, 18 years old, I thought it'd be a cool idea to see like, you know, and uh, it, uh, it was a bad idea. Yeah. Okay. Well. That's fine. So, uh, confessional, I rolled a hop joint once. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, I Was wonder it? if you like just sprinkle a little bit in an actual joint, though. No. It's all bad. No. It's all it's bad. It's all bad. It's probably just super smoky. The with resin those oils content. And shit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Not, not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> going all the way back around to the original part, like Sierra Nevada will find folks who have like big portions of land or big, who have big portions of land will. Let Sierra Nevada know that they have these wild hops and they'll brew like small batch uh, IPAs and stuff or beers with those and uh, like share some with the owner of the land and uh, sell like very limited release, like super Only crazy. Only out of the brewery. Wild, yeah, yeah, crazy uh, wild hop beers. Yeah. And I'm sure um, they're not the only ones who do that. And I would assume that sometimes they find that shit and go, oh, fuck. Like, that is a rad hop. Now we need to figure out how to, like, propagate. Yep. Yeah. And 
cool. There's a company that's, you know, helping with that yeah. world. I'm glad we figured that out because we, we were billing it as a... Uh, as a Usually when you see collab, it's two breweries getting yeah. together, 100%. And then uh, there's just a cool hop collab. I like that, that that's a thing, you yeah. know. And I bet by putting that out there that will help them in that world of like, we yeah. don't have to lottery. Like they love us. Cause we give them yeah. shout outs. Like also this beer was fantastic. Oh yeah. So beer's fantastic. The disc is great. Um, Joe's bagging it. Oh yeah, I am, but I don't know if I am yet. I feel like I need to buy more of them. Wouldn't it be like a great full circle? Like you're the one that started throwing the Thunderbird. You got me into it. I've now bagged tons of them and am reliant on them as like literally, quite literally my main distance driver. Yeah. And then if you- there's if there's any semblance of wind at all, because Robin's like longest disc in his bag is a wave. But if there is like a baby farts worth of headwind. Yeah. He ain't throwing that shit. No. It's I'd rather just throw time. a Thunderbird. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I got, I like my, but that would be funny upwards. if it, if it went full circle to, to like you being the one with Thunderbird and then, uh, me throwing, layering like seven of them more or less in my bag. And, uh, suddenly you're off Thunderbirds and you're throwing Diamondbacks or I've been trying to get off Thunderbirds. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, it's been pretty, I've been pretty open and honest yeah, that at this point, I don't have a Firebird in my bag anymore. Although I still, uh, sometimes I'm like, shit, there should be a sexy bird in my bag. I don't have a Firebird in my bag. The only in of a remnant, aside from like a Sonic for funsies, uh, is the Thunderbird. Yeah, and I would not be upset at all if I could fully kick Innova out of my bag. See, I'm, I'm but there's I'm so the other many way. different I'm plastics like, and so many different like great things that I can do with Thunderbirds. I I can't imagine it. I really can't because just the different plastics and the different flights of the different Thunderbirds are magical. Um, but I I would love to not throw Thunderbirds. But I feel like I would just I I feel like. If Thunderbirds leave, it is it is really just me making a statement and understanding that it's my game's gonna get a little worse. <laughs> it I like I I mean it's not my main distance driver, but I throw lots of Thunderbirds. Yeah. Like aside from my putter, a Thunderbird is my most thrown disc without a doubt in my bag. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah, but I'll, I'll get some more diamondbacks guy. If you're listening, you want to <clears throat> send some my way, you know, help that transition. We can do it together. Not that I can help you sell anything anymore. Cause we're not consistent. By the way, uh, I brought this up a few weeks ago. <laughs> uh, we won't be able to record next week cause I got we a could, meeting. We could record early. We could. What we could also do. We, we do actually, Wednesday night. We actually should uh, actually have Springs Mac Wednesday night. Okay. So I have a uh, meeting yeah. late night Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. Brutal. And that's what happens once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next week I'm going to be in Portland. So why don't so we, we figure, figure out, out one like a, like a, yeah, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. We'll get one. We'll get in the next two weeks. There will or be like a Friday one. night. Why don't we just do a Friday night? Yeah. We could probably do that. Who cares? Yeah. Sweet. Middle of a tournament. People yeah, listen to it on Monday. 
We could speculate. We could we could do a, a Friday night episode where we talk like the we already know the winter happened and just see what happens. We could we could do a Friday night and actually like. But wait, no, there's no actual tournament, right? There's not. You're right. Yeah. So, so. we actually could do a full real because we actually didn't even preview at all. No, we talked about that we were going to, and then we didn't. So we could actually so we could do just a preview, preview Waco. Waco, yeah, yeah, I like it. Sweet. Let's we're let's, gonna do that. Let's try that, and then because the next week I'm gonna be in Portland. So. You son of a bitch. We playing Pier Park. You're dirty. We take pictures of, at playing Pier Park and be like, "Oh, wish you were here." <laughs> Planned Pier Parkhood. It's gonna be sick. So if I can drink hella beer, mm. Uber myself around and. Whatever. All right, so we're both in on the beer. Uh, Joe's bagging the disc. Uh, I still love the Thunderbirds, but, you know. Because he loves Innova. Remember, I'm Mexican. He's just all white, so it makes sense. I am all the white. Yeah. Every single white you could possibly imagine, <laughs> it's in my blood. Sometimes with needles, but that's fine. And I married a Persian woman, so, you know. Well, yeah, I did the opposite. <laughs> I got the the super whitest woman you can find. Super pale redhead. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's really weird. My wife looks like Robin. Robin's wife looks like me. I don't know. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't read into don't it. Don't think too far into it. All right, so what do you got? We're three out of four, right? We're three out of four. I feel like you're like I feel like you're like a half in though. I'm half in for sure. I you have I feel like I feel like you're I feel like you're a gorilla's crank in. <laughs> uh it's just it's it was it was a a really nice disc and um out of you know it call us sellouts cuz we don't really make enough money or anything to sell it but Mint has supported us yeah. Probably the most out of any brand. I mean, I got they sent me a, a freaking bullet, a premium plastic bullet before they released them. Yeah, only their team had those. And I was like, that. "Well, I have to throw them now." And, and I got a Royal Bobcat before any of those came out. Yep. Uh, and on top of that, rad. I should say, like one of my most effective discs is the bullet. Like I throw them very, oh, I know. very well. I sweat like I. Feeling that bullet, I was like, "Fuck, I probably could, I can make find work. a place for that too." Like, I honestly could because the pilots, which I love, 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 they're just straight lasers. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no like slow turnover. It's just it goes straight. Mm-hmm. Was there no bullet? Especially that nocturnal bullet probably popped it up and it'll just nice. Slow, I know, but I feel like I have speed control better than you do. Like, like. I can make a bullet act stable just by by backing off of it. I yeah, like. I can't do that. And you're like, you're like, Arr. you know, that's true. And we don't need, we're like trying to wrap up, but I have noticed, or I'm feeling, and I don't know what it is, that, uh, and this is like early podcast, like I don't have control. I'm just like, I just try and rip everything. And now that I'm fucking old, like my body's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> Stop trying to rip everything, like, just, like, chill out. And now I'm in a whole new world of, like, fuck, I don't know how to do that. And now things are, like, more stable than I want them to. And then I try and rip mm-hmm. it hard and I turn shit over. Like, finding that, 
Everything between 60 and 90%, I fucking am lost, <laughs> which is a really bad uh, chunk of power. I feel like that's been you forever. I know, but I feel like, here's like, the thing. Like, I was when, always comfortable when, throwing 95, and I think I'm starting to get to the point where I, I'm not super comfortable ripping shit hard anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, my body's starting to be like, bro. You gotta quit that. Like my yeah. elbows, like oh, don't do that. Suddenly you've discovered you got a gorilla crank. <laughs> well, I ain't got that. <laughs> Tell you what. Uh, so I'm trying to figure that whole fucking world out, uh, which is not super fun. So this was the part where you're supposed to give a rating. Oh, uh, so we're three point five. Three point five out of four. I feel like that is, and I brought it up, and it always goes back to Paul and Beth. That I feel like that's just where he plays now. Like he's he's closer to four, but I just don't know that he's like the top dude anymore. But I think he's Paul? just yeah. You mean reigning world champion Paul McBeth? Yeah, but aside from world champion in like multiple tournaments last year, what else uh-huh. did he do? I I I you know I'm there's probably a laundry list of accolades. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think he won seventy five percent of his tournaments last year? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie. That was probably one of the worst ratings you've ever done. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know, man. <laughs> All right, well, my body's falling apart. You know, <laughs> I'm like sad inside. Questioning your your reality. Anyways, thank you so much. We love you. It's true. Check us out on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/TheDiscoPodcast. That's all we got for you tonight. Get out there and throw stuff at stuff. This is a song for the aceless. But those with aces, listen closely. You don't always have to hug it hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. Sometimes you got to lay it up and fucking not run an ace or two. Sometimes you got to ease If you want to put the D's and the B's Sometimes you got to say Hey, I'm gonna throw it softly I'm gonna hug it gently I'm gonna flick it smoothly I'm gonna toss it so sweetly Say, hey, I hit some metal. And then you say, wait a minute, Robin. I think I'm starting to get it now. Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork. What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me. It's not a trespass, but I guess it works for you. What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA, so let's go to the bar. And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly. And then I'll fucking hook it softly. And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly. But then I'm gonna hook it.